Hey Stephanie, how's it going? Hi, it's going well. <laughs> Thanks for having me on here. Ah, uh, it's my pleasure, guys. To to those who don't know, I don't know Stephanie from before. I reached out to her on Instagram just because she's such a cool person and she does so many cool things. And I said, like, it would be my honor to host you and talk to you about your life a little bit and see the way you your connection comes to manifest in your life. And she just said, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I love talking so much. So this was like a topic that I was like, oh, we could talk, <laughs> talk about this all day. So yeah. <laughs> all right. So I'm just going to fire it off straight away. So what is your favorite word? What is my favorite word? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, cute. That oh. is my favorite word. <laughs> That's a... I say it all the time yeah. to everything. <laughs> There is a thing about people like the the word is a little bit eroded. Oh, wait, what'd you say? That the word is a little bit at some point it gets eroded because people oh, say I, uh, I, everything. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I say yeah, I say it for everything. Like I could be someone could say something, and I'm like, oh, cute. That's good. Even if it's not technically cute, I just <laughs> it just rolls off my mouth easy. So yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite word? My favorite word? Actually, it's a name of a place called in, in, in Mexico called uh, Guadalajara. Oh, well, that makes mine sound stupid now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a competition. I don't know. I never, I, never had a, I never spent too much thought about it. It's just every time I say it, it makes me smile. I have no, I never been there. I just, I know off the place. But every time I hear this word, it's just, I don't know. It's funny. Yeah. yeah it has like, okay. So is it favorite word or like word that we use all the time? Like your favorite word, like a word that you like to say. Okay. I think cute. Yeah. yeah. We can go from <laughs> just there. Just going to go with that. Yeah. What's your least favorite word? Wait, what? I your, can't let it cut out. Your least favorite word. Oh, my least favorite word. Um... Damn. <laughs> I I don't know. I know that there is some, but like I can't think of it right now. Um, I'm sure it's like I don't really like um I I don't know. I really don't know. I really can't think of any right now. <laughs> Damn. I'll get back to you. I'll probably remember it later. And I'll be you're like, just like oh, we're gonna talk about like. something and you're gonna <laughs> drop it like right in the middle. Yes, yeah. So stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned to hear Stephanie's least favorite word. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? It keeps getting out. Oh, I don't know why it's it's doing that. Maybe I should like maybe the microphone is, is a little bit iffy, but now it's better. Yes. All right. So I'm gonna keep it straight up my nose. Maybe it'll be uh it'll be good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's better. The best way to do it is face to face, but uh, due to physical constraints, it's uh, the best I can do at the moment. No, you're good. Yeah, that's what uh, we we always try to do our interviews face to face, but uh, we obviously can't sometimes, and we'll run into these issues. So I get yeah. it. <laughs> Happens when you live on two different continents. 
Yes, it does. (laughs) (laughs) What turns you on uh, creatively, spiritually, and emotionally? Um, I think for creativity, when I get really like stimulated from when some, when I meet someone and we're either connecting through just like relationship wise, whether that be friendship or romantic or like creatively on a different scale, like music and photography, if they have a a darker vibe than I do, um, because my work is very like colorful, warm and like vibrant. But if I can meet and connect with another same level of creativity person but they have a dark moody aspect about them. Mm-hmm. I get so inspired by that. And it just like, it's just like merging. Um, and then as far as like people go, I get really turned on by when people have just, when they're on the same page as me, like where I obviously am super open about psychedelics and um, just being so emotionally intelligent with yourself and Mm -hmm. others um that's something that really just blows me away when i can meet somebody else like that and um it's a big turn on too like not even like sexually just like in every way i'm just like oh i want to be around this person so so you you, (laughs) no that's a cool question like a cool answer and i there's a lot of things that i can touch upon first of all like before you even go to psychedelics, because that's the first thing that pops into your head, but you say you have this vibe, uh, the vibrant vibe, the colorful vibe, but on the on the down low, you like the dark and moody, and uh, more. I would. It sounds like I I imagine in my head like uh, for photography, the grungy, the the grungy type, the grungy city, urbanic, urbanic. Uh, style more like this the sad yeah, yeah, yeah. Moody. the melancholic yeah. <laughs> like so there's i mean like it sounds like there is a side of you that really like wants to kind of go out of uh, wants to be more represented versus the vibrant side that you always put out um i'm not sure just because i really love warm and colorful in my work I don't think that I would ever 100% change that but I channel my emotions so instead of like I don't really I'm not someone that has ever dealt with depression or I've been situationally depressed like it's like a breakup or something like that so I'm not someone that's like been have or have dealt with like serious depression or like a lot of anxiety or anything but when those moments come I don't I'm not I'm so go 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 type a type of person that I can't sit around all day and be sad even if I wanted to so Mm -hmm. instead I channel that through my work so I will go out and do a really dark and moody photo shoot and I'm just thinking of the past like two big breakups I had like um, that really affected me were people that had that like dark and moody aesthetic about them. So like they brought that out of me. So instead of me being like, just kind of like 
sad and moping around and like sitting all day I'm doing like photo shoots that are dark and moody and just kind of like just making my emotions come out in a physical form so Mm -hmm. I can deal with it I guess um so it's not something that I want all the time but it is something that is like when it's there and it merges it's so like (sighs) to me (laughs) I see I see so that's the way you like you're staying in tune with your emotion and let it but like this is your outlet to kind of let give it that space to represent itself yes ah that's very that's an awesome way like i feel like yeah. artists artists who who artists have this ability to channel their emotions and produce amazing things that also help other people right yeah and i feel like um some of my best work sometimes comes from when i'm sad and um like even like here recently like well and it's basically because I can get so focused on I'm such a workaholic and that when I do end up I I think just being an artist in general like whenever you connect with people and like that's how like art is formed and stuff so obviously like relationships can really inspire your work and do all that stuff and when I'm not in one I am like working all the time and kind of like grasping at things to like to keep me inspired if I don't have anybody and sometimes that can make me sad and then sometimes that'll come out in my work so it's just like I don't know I think like using photography for me as an outlet for my emotions has been so helpful (laughs) also therapy is great but yeah (laughs) (laughs) therapy is awesome yeah definitely people should more people should go into therapy and photography for that matter because both are mm-hmm. amazing what how how did you discover psychedelics like what brought you to that realm well i had honestly i didn't even start smoking weed until i was 25 i didn't drink like i didn't i was such like a goody two shoes in school uh, so it wasn't until 2017 that i had like discovered it and I was again out of a breakup. Oh my God. I don't know how many times I'm going to say that word in this interview. Um, but I was out of a breakup and my neighbors had all wanted to go on the, cause we all lived in this little apartment complex together and they all wanted to go on this trip to uh, Red Rocks in uh, Denver, Colorado. Wow. And uh, this musician, uh, pretty lights was playing. I didn't know who that was. I had never been to Red Rocks. I was just like, just get me out of this house. I just want to put myself in something new. So we all go on this trip together and we're down at like the pit where everybody parks. And I'm someone that again, like doesn't do anything. Like I go to bed at like nine o'clock. Like I'm <laughs> such like a dork. Like I don't care. But I was saying to my neighbors, I was like, hey, like what if I get really tired during the show and I, I want to go to bed? And they were like, oh, here, take this. And it was like this like little piece of paper. And I was like, they were like, just put it on your tongue and you'll be awake the whole time. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> and I was, uh, then it, it took an hour or it was an hour later. And I was like, hey, like, I don't think that that like kicked in. Like, I don't know what that was. And they were like, oh, here, just take another one. Then. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And so I did, fully trusting this person. And because uh, it was one of my friends. And I was like, what is this? And he was like, oh, it's acid. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, oh my God, what the frick? And but like 10 By minutes the way, after that. Feel free, feel free to like 
to curse if you want to. Like, don't don't need to censor yourself. Oh, uh, well, no, 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 I won't. But um, I sometimes just like uh. go in and out of cussing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, then like 10 minutes later it had kicked in and I was like, and he had said, I feel like acid is such an intense word. I'm just like, that sounds like your insides are going to burn off. <laughs> and that's not the case. Like it doesn't, it, I would rather someone just say LSD, but like that didn't happen. Um, so anyways, I was there at Red Rocks, the bet, like, and everything was kicking in and I was just like, what is this music? What are these people? Like, oh my God. Like I had never, I had never felt, I've never seen visuals like that. And I had never felt love like that. Like I loved everybody. I loved everybody that I was mad at. I was <laughs> like that I was broke, like that I had gone through the breakup. I understood the breakup then. Like it was this whole like ego death and it lasted for, because your first time is always like, if you do it and t- like, if you do like what I did, it lasts like a full 24 hours oh, basically. Shit. And I didn't want it to end because I just had never seen the world like that. And I had never, se- it was just like, you know, have you ever seen Stranger Things? Uh, I heard of the show, haven't seen it. Okay, well, they have this thing in the Stranger Things that's called the Upside Down. And it's basically like you're seeing the world exactly as it is, but it's like all scary and like weird and like there's monsters or whatever. I felt like I was in the Upside Down, but it was like rainbows and like beauty and like everybody was like on the same page as you. And like, it was just incredible. So I just kind of dove into that and um, like learned about it, experimented with it, uh, discovered new music, um, connected with my friends throughout it. Like I, yeah, that is, but that's the story of it. (laughs) That sounds like a crazy and cool story. (laughs) I mean, I've seen people represent, like talking about it and representing it in different play and in different things. Like there's a show on Netflix called deadly class, I think. I don't remember if it's okay. about kids who are trained to be assassins. And in one of the episodes, they he takes like seven papers. They all take acid on their way to Vegas, and they take he the guy the the main character takes like seven of them, and the show goes bananas. Like bananas. <laughs> I think it's the I best. I think the most I've ever done is four, and I literally will never do that again. I thought that I was in a rainforest. Oh shit! <laughs> I mean, that's like I. I would love to one day to exp- uh, do an ayahuasca uh, experience with a shaman, like the proper way to go to the Amazonian forest, the Amazon forest, and find like go with a group and do the whole thing. Because I would love to do that too. That sounds like a proper way, not to just. It's always also depends on the company you're with. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. a company and situation. Because if you're not and where you're at um, emotionally, just because if you're not in a good spot, it's not. But I don't know because I've done it. I've done it <laughs> over. I feel like over fifty times. I have no idea at this point, and I've never had any bad experience I've had has been a very good and needed experience. Yeah. So I've never like, I don't know. I'm someone that was like, that has been like, I'll trip anywhere except for work. I will never <laughs> ever be on anything yeah. or like, I I don't even drink at weddings. I'm yeah. I'm very like, when it comes to all that, very responsible. So which, cause I've, I've explained this before. 
that there's a fine line. Like I, I'm so open about psychedelics and like weed and like my personal life because I could be that way and still be on time and type a and very professional and get my, make my deadlines and everything like that. Because I wouldn't feel comfortable talking about those things if I had clients like waiting on me all the time or like I was disappointing people and stuff like that. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a good balance. Yeah. hundred percent. You, you said, well, you said you threw it as a, as a, as a comedic like a thing, but that you're going to say, I've I've been through a breakup after a breakup, after a breakup. What, like, (laughs) It's interesting, like, to, uh, what is it to, the question is, that I'm trying to form in my head, is, what is it to have someone around you? Like, what is the about, what about this need to have someone next to you? Um, well, I'm a Pisces, so I'm very, like, emotional, and like, oh, are you well, like Pisces me too? Me too. Oh, when's your birthday? March 20th. Okay. Mine's March 10th. Okay, okay. Cool. Um, I don't know. I'm, I just love, I love dating and like meeting new people and experiencing that, but I find so much quality and life and goodness and, um, monogamy and learning so intensely one person because mm-hmm. I feel like we don't really even know ourselves. So like, how can you really truly know another person? And I just find a lot of, I don't know, like, like I find a lot of beauty in like learning one person every single yeah. day. Cause I, I mean, I can't learn everybody like, Oh my God. So I just, I don't know. I've always just wanted and had the urge to find the person that I'm supposed to be with and just be good mm-hmm. um maybe that's how I was raised I'm not really sure but um I've had like I was engaged last year and it ended and um I'm very glad that it did because I feel like I've gotten a second chance to just kind of like really hone in on the type of person that I want to be with because yeah. I feel like half of that relationship was me just being like oh uh, this person is so beautiful like ah like aesthetically pleasing instead of like really focusing on like on who how I felt about them and so now I'm like okay that was a mistake why did you do that and now I'm like actively searching for this part someone that I'm like actually crazy about because I don't think that I've ever had that and I don't know what it is I don't know why I have the need for that um, but it is important to me to find it. So I don't know. My friends ask me this all the time. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, why do you, why do you have to have somebody? And I'm like, cause, oh, well also it's because <laughs> I have like, I have my career figured out. Mm-hmm. Like I'm doing that. I, ha- I, I would consider me, me doing well, to, like as far as like financially, like I'm at, I'm also, I'm also 30. I'm just at a point in my life where that is the only thing that I don't have. So I'm just like, where's that? Like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I'll, I'll ask you all in your upbringing in a bit, but like coming from a, a Jewish family, being the oldest kid also turned 30 this year. And, uh, I've been asked like, when you're going to get married? Also being, I also have been engaged 
and uh, it's uh, it didn't work. And after that, I said, "Look, I don't need anything. I need to focus on myself. I need to I need to understand why I need a relationship in the first place. In the sense that uh, I've been like I, I don't know. I've been to like when you go to a museum by yourself, it's nice and all. It's it's a great experience, but." It's hard when you don't have anyone to talk to and share your thoughts. But also I thought, I don't need a relationship for that. I can find friends. Like I can get people to talk to. If I want to have an experience with someone, I just talk to people and make it happen. I don't know right. if, if if a relationship is going to solve. I don't know. I don't need a relationship as a solution to my problems in the sense. It's oh, just yeah, like, for sure. Like I would love a companion, like a partner that has their own life figured out. And they just want to kind of hey i did this cool thing let me tell you about it oh i have this cool idea i would like to share this with you and have this have it happen with them more often than not but that's just yeah like, well and that's the thing like i have like so many friends and i'm like i i'm talking to them like every single day but it's like and it i i like since my relationship ended I have dated and like done all this and continue to do so but I won't I won't even be in a relationship with anybody or commit to anybody until I'm 100% sure about that again so it's gonna take so much at this point because I'm not just gonna like waltz in another (laughs) relationship because like you like I don't need that I just like but what I do need I feel like is to be actually whoever I do end up with actually be crazy about them because to me that's hard to find because I feel like when you're younger you just like oh relationship like whatever and that's kind of like what happened to me yeah but now being 30 I'm like okay I know more about myself now because I do I sit in my thoughts all day I'm again like Pisces so it's like spiraling but yeah so I just kind of Kind of on the same page as you, but like a little different. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's awesome to see that you you're very in tune and kind of know what guide guides you and uh kind of have a have a vision of where you want to be and how you're gonna do things. Very on that, like every day. <laughs> yeah. What will happen if you like things go a little? I don't know, not as planned. How are you gonna deal with that? Um, I have made it a point to stretch myself out creatively in so many different forms that if one thing doesn't work out, I'm good on another. So, you know, I do uh, photography, been doing that for 11 years. Um, I do interior design. I rented out my, or I totally renovated my house back in Arkansas and now I'm doing Airbnb through that. Um, I do the podcast um and god what else do i do i feel like there's more (laughs) i know there's more but i can't think of it but there's a lot of hats so if something doesn't go right i still have other things to fall back on i see i see so you have your many many like uh, not all the eggs are in the same basket no and that's what i've been working on so hard this year because i don't want like with the pandemic i was solely relying on photography and that didn't do so well during that time so i was like okay well i need to make it a priority to i'm a creative person like i need to be doing more things with that 
So, oh yeah. And like the presets, like I've, we, I created those and uh, those did so well. And like, we're, we're working on so many other ideas for that. And I just wanted to make sure that I'm always okay. If one thing doesn't go the way I've planned. Yeah. What's, what was your, what is your upbringing? Like, are you the eldest in your family? The, um, wait, uh, what was my upbringing and yeah. what? Like, are you, what's your order in the, what's your higher, ah, I'm blanking out on this word. What's your place in the hierarchy <laughs> of the family? Um, I was raised Catholic and I'm, but I'm not anymore. And, um, I was my, so my parents had, I was my parents oldest, but I have a half sister that was through my dad. Um, so there's five of us total. Um, I would definitely say that I am the black sheep of the family. <laughs> they don't really, uh, they talk to me. Like I have, I love my mom and like, obviously I have a great, like everybody loves each other, but I'm just the one that they don't really get. <laughs> I, like they're all very conservative and very like not just they just we're just not the same. They're just going um, the so, they yeah. follow the they follow the I would say the con conformities. I would say go with the flow of society. Yeah, but I didn't do anything that they wanted me to do. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate. So, like I quit college early, but they uh, they they know and respect my job and like where I'm at with that. And but it's just like I don't have I I love my dad, but we don't have like the best relationship. Like he didn't talk to me for a year because I'm vegan, and like he did he just doesn't get it. Like and I don't support Trump, so yeah. like. Oh my God. Oh no. <laughs> and I'm just very, very loud and active on my social media when it comes to like Black Lives Matter and who I vote for and civil rights and human rights. And he does not like that. And so we are not ever on the same page. <laughs> so um, I'm just, we see each other sometimes, but like we're not like, we, but we have learned like because a lot of, terrible things happened last year, like with my, my younger sister, like with the whole like black lives matter movement and everything that we've learned now as a family, do not talk about politics, do not talk about these things with each other. Cause no one's mind is going to be changed. Yeah. Just drop it. So it's gotten a lot better since then. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I think also like th we can understand, we can, have be friend like people can be friends even though they disagree with each other as long as like you don't the go if the goal is not to to the, not to change someone's mind but just to voice your opinion and just truly understand the other side without like trying to get them to change i think it's plausible i i and i usually am like 100 with that but i think with what happened the past year like with black lives matter and um the pandemic it was more yeah. so very much human rights related and not so much political and so that's where i wasn't able to be like oh we can agree to disagree <laughs> it was like no like we can't because like you're a monster like you, can't, you know like i just couldn't understand like i'm like no like this isn't about like an opinion. This is literally someone's life. Like yeah. you can't do this. And so <clears throat> usually on that page, 
switch. But with last year, I could not. I was like cutting people out left and right. I was like, no. <laughs> but yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, the pandemic definitely helped to filter some people out. <clears throat> uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So what turns you off? Um, I really am turned off by, well, as far as just like basic, like fundamental one-on-one with people connection, like I am so turned off by people that are unable to communicate. I'm so turned off by people that have, if someone tells me, this doesn't really have that much to do with communication, but maybe so. If someone tells me that they've, they're not able to be alone with their own thoughts. I don't want a lot to do with them just because I'm just like you. I, that just turns me off. I just want to be around emotionally intelligent and emotionally progressive people all Mm -hmm. the time, because like communication to me is key. We don't, we seriously cannot learn it anything without communicating with another human being whether that be reading whether that be talking whether that be the internet you can't learn anything without some form of communication so if you can't sit there and like communicate your feelings or like your thoughts or like even with yourself that's just something that like super turns me off um and yeah i don't know i just that's a big one with me, but I, I understand that people ha- do have a hard time communicating, but I've been at the point recently where I feel like in your thirties, if you're old enough at this, you're old enough at this point that where, you know, if you have a problem, whether that be emotionally, spiritually, mentally, maybe not so much mentally, maybe more so emotionally. If you're, if you know that you have like intimacy issues, if you know that you have like uh, some trauma that you're not dealing with or anything, and you're not getting help for it at this point, I don't have a lot of sympathy for that. Just because I'm like, we, if you know that you have these things and you're projecting them onto others all the time, and you are so aware and you're not doing anything about it, I, mean, I but, just am like, what are you doing? Like, I so that's a big turn off for me because I'm. I just feel like it's such a turn on when people are always working on themselves. Yeah, but how? But then, well, I would say you expect to you want to date men. Men are notoriously known for their lack of ability to communicate their feelings. So you kind Absolutely. of so. <laughs> so what you really have to kind of push through this one because uh well right. i'll tell you guys guys don't have the space men don't have this uh I, i'd say in western i don't know how much is it other cultures but as someone who who been in lived in the u.s for three years and lived here for most of my time and coming from a russian background like a russian upbringing there's not much talk about emotions for men and there's no much space for that either like uh, the man has to be on point all the time, always the the strong one, always the funny one, always the guy who brings up the mood, who can support, who be, who who is the rock, the anchor, the 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 steady pillar in the storm, whatever. Like any any more analogies, but there's no much space for for men to communicate themselves. They don't know how to reach it because they whenever. Like a kid gets uh, brought up, 
you just now see those things that kids allowed to show their emotion with those uh, videos of a karate class when a kid is crying and the sensei is kind of hugging him and saying, you got this all good. Like, it's okay to cry. Like you, you can do this. But that wasn't the case. It's like, toughen up, be a man, like suck it up. So like as the other, I, I'm not the representative of the other half of the population, but just saying from observational point, guys, a lot of guys have a problem to, to say what's on their mind. Like, I agree. So, um, yeah, no, I totally agree. But I do think that, you know, it's not necessarily something that I guess if we're going like back into dating, like if I meet someone and I'm not looking for like, oh, you have to be the best communicator day one. Like, let's go. I'm looking for, are you open to learning how to communicate? Because I can't, I'm such a, I'm communicating all the time and like saying, I'm not going to over communicate, but I'm not going to like not say something and get it off my chest. But if some, if I, if someone, again, this goes into working on yourself, like if I find someone and like we're talking and they're like, oh, I'm not open to communicating feelings or communicating my thoughts or getting better at this and this. It's already a high level of communication because they're like, what can I, they like, what I can talk about my feelings, what I can talk about my thoughts, like I can share those things. Those things <laughs> yeah, are not, well, I just, those I, things I, are I not. I would want someone that. Look, is on that level with me. Of like course. That, not that they have to be a good communicator at first, but if they're willing to learn and just go through the motions of that with 100%. me and to like eventually progress and stuff like that. But if they're like, no, I don't, I'm a man and I don't want to communicate. Well, then that's not the person. No, for I me get it. Because it's I don't not, do those gender But you're not like, going to be I, on I, those I things. Think that, um, I love, I love the alpha male stuff. I love that energy. I love that vibe, but, um, I have always been in relationships, even with my, every ex I've ever had, I've been the one that pays for everything. I've been the, I've been the one that takes care of us. I've been the one that does fucking everything. I've paid it for a guy to go to college and he didn't even go. I've paid for a guy's car. I've paid for his phone. Like, so you were a part of those. So you are. So I'm just not even used to that. No, you are the the a strong woman. Like you, the different. Like you are <clears throat> under the definition of what is it uh, of a strong woman. And for you to have someone to be at your level, you have to dig a lot because there's uh, a lot of digging to do for <laughs> in that matter. I'm digging. Like I'm yeah, not. I it's not. The, I'm, I'm yeah. not. I don't want to downgrade guys, but also, uh, like. Just, just, I'll say is in in the American culture, there's a lot of facades. There's a lot of a lot of uh, masks people hide behind, and it's, I'm not talking about the one they just took off with COVID. Uh, <laughs> those were good ones. Tell me, trust me. Like I, I enjoyed going around the street, lip syncing and doing funny faces, and no one could see shit. But, <laughs> but I'm saying people, people, especially in that culture, in that society are not, are very uh, distant from who they are versus like what you see in the street, what you see in the, in the social environment, in, uh, in a gathering, even among friends, people are not genuine. 
They're always putting oh, up. They're always putting up some kind of performance. They always want to be perceived as, to be seen as, to be heard as, not and 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 not be themselves and who who they are and be vulnerable and just you know say a joke that is not in like it didn't hit the right note, but it's not funny. But you know whatever. I <laughs> moving on. You know. I yeah I agree and I I um I don't know. I don't know why that is necessarily. I mean, I, 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 that's something that I've like seen with people too. And I struggle with, especially like being in a new city and like, I've never been on my end, never been told you act different around so-and-so you, I, this is who I am. I do like behind closed doors, get more like, like stressed about things easier. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, Oh God, like, cause I'll put so many things on my plate, but if someone were here, I wouldn't show that. But at something that I, cause this has been, this is just so funny that we're talking about this, but one thing that I know that people even do in therapy is they, it takes so long to make breakthroughs in therapy because you put up a wall with your therapist, at least for the first like few sessions, yeah. like you want to seem a certain way. And it's just like how people are in public. So for one of my therapy sessions, I was microdosing and she didn't know that. And, uh, but she, I mean, she was, she would have been totally cool with that. I already knew that going into it, but I was microdosing. And through that, I was able to be even more myself because I had just all my walls down. And I was just like talking through all these emotions and just like going in circles and like thinking and thinking. And she was like relaying it back, like in a professional way, like bouncing my thoughts back. And I made, that was like one of the most, um, one of the most memorable therapy sessions I've ever had. And I worked through so much. And I told her the next week, I was like, I was microdosing that therapy session. And she was like, I, she was like, I feel like that was the most real thing ever, you yeah. know, like it was just, yeah. So it's just, I know that people do that. And I try myself to always keep myself in check too, because I don't ever want to be putting up mass, but it's just, it's just that defense mechanism, I guess. I mean, what, what is thing. it, what are you trying to, to like, what is the, what, who's the attacker in this, in those scenarios? What's, what's, what's the attacking force? I have no idea. Well, we were talking about this kind of on the podcast. Um, like whenever we interviewed a narcissist, he's a self-aware narcissist. He's diagnosed with it and everything. And it's all based on like upbringing and it just goes deeper than the, being like an attacker. It's more so like they don't have people don't have the um, coping skills. Yeah. Like they don't have that thing in social settings to just be yourself because they've been a certain way for so long. So yeah, but I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just very like, ah, in public all the time. It's just like <laughs> loud and like, like whatever. So I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, what's your favorite curse word? Um, fuck. Um, any form of the word fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I say a million cuss words a day. I cuss all the time. I love, I love cussing. Um, yeah, I think fuck. Have you seen the <laughs> the, the show, uh, the curse words on Netflix when they go over? With Nicholas Cage. Oh, wait, what, 
I don't, I don't know how it, what's the actual title, but it's about like uh, the history of curse words. Oh, I haven't seen that. That's a great one. You should watch it. I would it. love to see that. <laughs> you should watch it. It's great. <laughs> Thanks. They okay, really, will, they really we'll break do it down. They really break it down and bring. Uh, they do like they bring comedians and people of science who deal with like with the language that actually kind of try to to show you the history of, for example, where the word fuck comes up from. Oh, okay. Well, I don't want it to ruin it for me. Will it ruin it or will it no. make it better? Because I love that word. Okay. By the way, there was a there was a town in Austria in the name of fucking, but they changed their name as far as I know. What? Oh, what is it now? I don't know. But they, they, there was uh, maybe the D, like an autocorrect when you tried to write fucking for the first time and it corrects you to ducking. Ducking? Maybe that's what they did too. They applied autocorrect. <laughs> God. Well, there's a, um, I'm from Arkansas, which is in the South, and there's a town called Maumel. And I think that what I'm saying is right. But in Mom, or like, Mommel means like boob or something or like small boob because there's like a mountain in Mommel. I don't know, but it's something like that. And I'm like, my God, <laughs> like why? It fits. Someone saw it and he's like, okay, that's what's going to be the name of the town. That's the connotation. Yeah, yeah. It sounds great. That's yeah. the association that I get from it. <laughs> By the way, have you ever been dancing just like out of curiosity? Um, one time I went on a blind date to salsa dancing and okay. that is that to that extent. Um, but no, I, well, I'll, I will go to festivals and shows and dance my ass off. But yeah, that's not no, it. but I'm saying like, <laughs> I'm not talking about the solo dancing. I'm talking about social couple dancing. Oh, um, salsa dancing. And that salsa it. dancing. Honestly, that's such a good, like thing to do. I just like, don't know where to do it <laughs> actually in in uh, denver i think they have a they have a scene of of dancing they have a they have some some places that do dancing i don't know exactly i haven't been in town so i don't know i know in of new york they have a good uh they had pre-covid they have a very vibrant dance uh scene now it's just getting back together but that's a great thing that's a I don't know, an amazing thing to do, in my opinion. I bet. I, I need to do that. You I need should. To really, like, you should find... Friends. Well, I know a lot of my friends go hip-hop dancing here for working out. That's and not I'm the like, same. I, just, like, I feel like I would just like start laughing. Nah. Look, <laughs> I'll tell you, if, as a, someone who enjoy working on yourself and someone who wants to find new experiences to do, that one it will teach you uh, a lesson and a half because you will not Ooh. because you learn how to communicate without saying a word there's okay. a lot of things you can learn from dancing uh for especially about yourself because as a as a as a strong woman the way you describe yourself you will probably i i, I don't i'm haven't danced with you so i don't know you but there's <laughs> a term back lead for some for someone like for there's a lead and a follow but there's our follows who are back leading in the sense that they don't listen to the leading and they just do whatever they all want. <laughs> Sounds like me. I hit the nail on the head. But honestly, I don't know because in, in things that I don't know much about, I'm very like, 
just submissive, like kind of just all yeah. like listen, so, like. And then when I learn it, I'm like, bye. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So in that in the dance space, you there's a lot of things that you need to kind of let go mm-hmm. in a sense that ego ha- cannot be your 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 driver, and you have to you have to listen. It's a, it's a relationship, yeah. a relationship. And for three and a half minutes, you create a, you have to get to know a person, listen to who they are, feel their vibe and kind of accept who they are and, and just dance and be able to communicate, like say, like do a movement and they respond. They don't want to do that movement. You respond. And then you don't say a word and you just talk with your body, with your, your senses. Like you, you see with your eye, like you look in their eyes and you're, feel their touch and their touch can have different meaning like you can you can it if you dance for a while and you get to master like you really pay attention you could tell what a person thinks like if someone had a bad day if someone is excited or they're fearful or they're so true yeah you can like alter touch yeah yeah wow it well i have a lot of respect for dancing um i never even just so simply as watching uh the bride and groom at weddings like when they do like they'll like go off or before the wedding they'll go to dance classes and they'll do like an actual uh perform dance together as their first dance and I'm just like you know that's so cool like it's just it to me because I'm so I love learning about energy and like when I see two people coming together like that and like their bodies just kind of like going in and out and like listening to each other without speaking it's that's so powerful to me i think it's so cool um i just have never done it there's a very big congress (laughs) also that one day (laughs) so there is a very big congress for a different genre called zook it's z-o-u-k so there's a big uh, festival if i'm not uh, i don't remember what's name elevation i don't know i'm butchering it i have a lot of many friends who go there but it's it's one of the best cong- like congresses for that uh for that genre. I'll send you a video nice. afterwards so you could see like what the dance looks like. Maybe oh my god. Maybe maybe oh you'll get into it. I I I'm <laughs> all for like I'm all for people dancing. Like for me for me it's it's best way to communicate with someone because that's where your facades are coming off. That's where you not. You're not controlling of who you are. You're just showing who you are. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. I think that that's great. Okay. Yeah. It's a very vulnerable place for somebody to be. Exactly. Which I feel like there's only a few, there's only like few areas that I can think of off the top of my head that you're completely vulnerable without speaking. And I feel like, dance is one sex is one and i'm trying to think of like some others but it's all based on like i'll tell you right and, like, off the body bat. and all that there's one that you actually that's your main job which is photography you have to be vulnerable to be in the photo shoot yes you do but you do communicate through that too so i was kind of like going on things that like aren't like 100 like you're more so body energy kind of like touching and all that but like yeah like i um I feel like at this point through connection, like I can read people very well just because I've been doing photography for 11 years. So for 11 years, almost every day I've done a photo shoot and cause I've done over 2,100 shoots now. And 
So every single day for at least one hour, I have to get with, I got, I've gotten with a stranger and I have to make a stranger feel so comfortable and, and not only comfortable around me, but comfortable in front of a camera. So I've been working on that every single day for like 11 years. And I feel like at this point, like I can do that. Like I can read people really well and like read that type of connection, like what kind of connection, like their vibe and like work on making them feel comfortable you know, so how do you, how do you, no, it's all right. That's all right. (laughs) All good. How do you make them feel comfortable for the lens and not, not just in front of the camera, but to appreciate the result and not see, because a lot of people speaking as a photographer myself, a lot of people see their flaws and they can get over their, like, you know, the wrinkles or their whatever birthmark or like my, my, my eye is not the right angle. My nose is not the perfect, like my hair isn't straight or whatever. How do you approach this and how do you make people feel good about themselves through photography? Um, well, everybody has a good angle and everybody like, no matter if you th- feel that you're the ugliest person or whatever, you still aren't. And you have a, you have your angles. And I, at this point have just learned, especially with women, um, what those angles are. And I'm just hyping them up. Like I come, I come with enough energy out of shoot to be like, Hey, like blah, blah, blah. So like I'm putting out enough energy to, for them to focus on that and for them to not focus on how they feel. Like if they are uncomfortable and stuff, I want them to be, I want me to be like, blah, 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 you know, like all over the place and like me showing them the pictures and like hyping them up and be like, you look amazing. Like this and this, and they do like, if there are some times that shoots where I can tell like they don't want to be there and they're like, say their mom made them be there or like they serve, it's an engagement session and the guy does not want to be there. Like mm-hmm. then I won't be as hyped and excited because it's very exhausting for like, for I almost stopped doing engagement sessions altogether because there was a set, there was a span of a week Uh, a couple of years or like, or maybe like three or four years ago where I had engagement sessions back to back to back. Yeah. And they were all with very, very introverted people, which is fine. But if you're showing up to your engagement session and you don't want to be there, why, sorry, why do I need to be there? Like if, if, you know, like if you're not going to be like loving and like caring about each other, what, what, how am I supposed to do my job? And so it just, it became exhausting because I was having to exert enough energy for me and them all together back to back to back. And then I ended up getting like one couple at the end of the week that just like, I was like, Oh, this is why I do this. Like they were amazing (laughs) and stuff like that, but it gets so exhausting. It really, really does. And sometimes I do wonder, I'm like, why am I doing these engagement sessions and help like with these people that don't have, like that don't want to show connection on camera? Like, what am I here for? You know, it's like, it's like putting a, I don't know, what's that term? Putting a square in a circle or something. I don't know, <laughs> but it, it doesn't feel good for me to show up and have to like make them want to be there, yeah. you know? 
But it seems so, like the way you put it, it seems like you do have the tools and the uh, ways to make people feel comfortable. Do you apply it also yeah. outside of photography? Do I what? Do you, do you apply it outside of photography as well? Uh, yes, I'll apply those in like every social setting. Um, just because I don't like, I, I'm genuine, generally a pretty happy person, like all the times. So, and I've made it be that way because I've made it to where I'm happy in my life. And mm -hmm. so I kind of just exert that in social settings. Like I was at an event last night and it's, it's important for me it's important for me to feel comfortable around people and it's important for me for, for people to feel comfortable around me. because I don't want anyone to ever feel uncomfortable around me. Like yeah. that is the worst feeling. So I just always make sure that I'm just like myself, but in a way that I'm like very welcoming and that's, I apply that to photography all the time. That kind of goes back to a little bit to what we said that you, we put up a little mask around and, uh, not allow ourselves to be vulnerable around people? Well, I don't know, because I, I love being vulnerable with people. Like, I don't, um, I don't like small talk. Um, like I will meet a complete stranger and tell them my entire life story. Hmm. Like, well, I'd love to meet someone new and talk about trauma. Like, I don't, I, I don't like to put up masks and the way I am with people in public is, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's not me. It's just a very like, just like, hi, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, but like if my best friend walked in the door that I speak to every second of the day, I want to be like, hi, oh my God. I would be like, hey, what's up? Like, so it's just kind yeah. of like, it's down just a little bit. But um, one of the things that me and my co-host on the, the podcast talk about all the time is we love being vulnerable. Like we, I love talking about things that, do you don't really talk about I just I love that stuff and that's a turn on for me too when people can be vulnerable and talk and be open with their feelings which yeah. I know that it's so hard to find that um and that's fine but that's one thing that I really really love as well I feel like it connects by the way I really I really enjoyed your first episode uh on their show because uh it, it does really you does really you do really uh, open up and kind of have a sense of relatability and uh it really shows shows the i don't know it shows the true beauty of the two people because i saw your photo shoots with your co-host and you know like an image our images online are not portraying the real person and the way you communicate with her and the dynamic you have with her is really awesome to to listen to um, oh good so I I follow I follow the I follow the podcast and I listen uh, when I have the time, but um, I had a thought and it's just slipped my mind before I wasn't I wanted to say um, to say some to say it uh, about the podcast but I don't know I don't know it just flew off flew off my head oh damn okay oh it just it was about like something about about being um vulnerable not vulnerable around people but just uh be able to speak with no small talk and just uh you say oh i remember it people you said people are not uh, accustomed to talk about their feelings and the trauma but as someone who is able to 
to kind of make people feel beautiful about themselves and comfortable around you. I feel like when people are safe, and that's something I learned from dance, when my partner feels safe to dance with me, she'll bring her true self to the dance. Like she'll bring herself, she'll be there at 100%. So it's, I think it's the same goes in photography. When you can feel your subject or the, the person who you should, uh, and just for that matter, we'll talk about a person outside there is not a in the photography, but you make them feel comfortable around you. You make them make them feel safe around you. They'll open up to you and try to communicate, even though they cannot really say exactly on the highest level. Like I felt so devastated when this happened, but they will say, oh, this was a very sad moment for me or like that moment affect me on on you you'll hear something of the sorts that i really haven't told this anyone i haven't told this told this thing to many people but know that that's when you know people are really opening up to you yeah and that happens a lot and i love that like that's something that i'm like ah because that's the type of human connection that i want i want the kind of connection where we're comfortable with each other and we're talking <clears throat> about things that we don't really ever talk about because that's how you grow. Like that's how you learn something new. That's how you experience on a deeper level, this person that you're just meeting, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's just, that's what I want from people all the time. I just want <laughs> to be comfortable and us to be constantly talking about deeper things. Cause I just want to learn so much about like human connection and, and like what they've gone through and like this and that and like their emotions and just that goes along with the whole monogamy thing again like yeah. that's I want that like I I love learning people so if I could do that like I mean like I, that's just kind of what I strive for all the time but that's just also part that's of it. the podcast yeah that's like just a big part of it I that's exactly what I'm doing the podcast so I can have those those deep conversations with people otherwise I wouldn't be able to because not it's not always the right setting and in the podcast you kind of have an icebreaker people coming with the right mindset kind of they know oh it's a podcast it's a long form conversation so I'm I'm more willing to open up and talk to thing about things that I on the day to day I wouldn't be open up to talk about, or I would yeah. save them to certain people or for my therapist or whatever, or just drink myself to sleep because I can't deal with those thoughts. I don't know. Everyone has their own coping coping mechanism, but yeah, that's a great that's a great excuse, and I'm really happy that I'm doing it, and I and it's great that you're doing it as well. So maybe do a podcast every day with someone and see how oh my you, god not just <laughs> i mean you don't have to like do it a podcast podcast but i'm saying like have a conversation like an hour-long conversation when you just like open up pepper it up a little bit and you just hit to the point where like okay what's your trauma like how did you f figure out to dig out from the shithole that you were into or how are you digging out your way from your emotional shithole that you're into or physical like what have you been going through yeah I mean, when it, I feel like part of creating connection is trust. Like when you're invulnerable and someone able to, uh, when you're putting yourself out there, like you're opening it up and opening up to someone else. And 
someone else is able not to judge you and not to kind of inspect you, but really accept who you are as you are with everything that you have and kind of and 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 make you feel good about it. not just make you feel good, but make you feel good about yourself around them. That's when it starts. That's when it happens. It's not mm -hmm. about like I don't know. It's not about oh she held my hair when I was throwing up in that party, so we're now besties. I mean, <laughs> I cannot say it for myself. No one will do that for me. But, it's such a funny like analogy, though. <laughs> I know, but that's not a a bond, a bond creating moment. But like if you see if you see if uh, people who go on on a journey together, let's say they went on a hike. So after some point at a hike, they'll be tired and exhausted and grumpy and whatever, and thirsty and hungry. And the, after there's no one around, so they're like, oh, fuck, I'm so tired. I don't care. I don't like this. Like, it's annoying. Like, what the fuck am I doing this? Like, and then, and then through that moment, you're both together and you'll be like, all right, so we're here. Like, let's, let's make something of it. Like, you show me your true self. Like... I don't like this thing like you you're vulnerable right now around me so if you take it and you're like yeah this thing wasn't the best idea because it's raining and it's like not all right how like let's make let's run for it or like let's find the cover and then that's experience of that moment of being being in a tough spot together and seeing who each other for who they are and that's what group retreats are for like those there are some group retreats like that to to kind of shed those those city vibes those like societal norms off of you and you just can be who you are and that's where true connection is formed and you can see if, if you that person you go oh, yeah. to go with is being like an annoying person is like all right it's just like whining all the time never happy it's just like finds all the spots you see the sunset they they see the mosquitoes and they're like like oh my god look at this tree and they're like Ew, I just want to go home and have a bath. And like, what? But it's so nice. Like, no, I don't give a shit. And then then you could see the person is not like, okay, I get it. I get it. You're not into nature. You're not into doing those things. Gotcha. I'm, yeah. But it's yeah, those I, moments. There, yeah, I feel like there's defi defi definitely like different levels when it comes to experiencing a person yeah. and you have like the deeper conversations and then those experiences and then all the other things. And I feel like I hit this level quite a bit with people, but then this level is always like, they're like dating or like deeper friendships and stuff like that. Where then you realize, Oh, like we're not really like, for example, like with the situation, like, Oh, you don't like nature. I feel like in that moment, I'd be like, I don't know if this person and I can find. Yeah, I'll be the really same vibe. way. Yeah, yeah. So, it's a yeah. great way to kind of, you know, I mean, it sounds weird to say like, take all your friends to the woods one by one. It'll be like, uh, <laughs> I'll question your motives, probably. But My friends would know exactly what we're doing if we're going yeah. to the woods. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, we're going to go trip or something. Except <laughs> <laughs> he's going to the woods again. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, but it's a great, but when you expose yourself to harshness, I mean, when you're in the survival mode, let's say, when you're in the survival mode and you see the people who are also in survival mode, but able to kind of rise above and 
be people and like not succumb to those those I would say animalistic instincts. Let's say I come first and they be able to kind of keep their humanity the way we we see it. Those are the people you like we need to stick around. It's just like we're not facing those situations every day. We're like we're like Oh, this bitch didn't follow me on Instagram, and like, this adult, our 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 problems came to like, she didn't reply to my message for two hours. What is she thinking? Or like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, our, our... But also, I'm like, well, if okay, say you put someone in that situation where it comes out like these animalistic type of like responses to things, like they're hungry and they're tired and their their car won't start and they're stranded, they have no service. And you see these parts come out of them. Which one is more normal and not a mask? This animal is like, which ones is it more common for someone to freak out in that moment? Or if they don't, is that a mask? Oh, that's a good question. Then you see us then. Because I'm like, I mean, but look, if someone situationally, we might all be freaking out at that moment. Or if I see someone not freaking out, I'm like, are you like, are you, is this like who you really are? Like, yeah, but then you just like. Here's something. And here's comes a tool that you, you really said well in the beginning communication is like, well, yeah. How are you not freaking out? <laughs> I was like, how, how are you not freaking out? And then they say, look, I'm, I don't want to freak out right now. I'm thinking about my options. I'm just like, I have this idea. I'm just trying to stay level. Otherwise, I'm going to get lost. And then you know that those people are kind of more stress resilient. But if as soon as like, imagine like you have 50 deadlines, you have 50 shoots you want to, you, want, you need to deliver. And someone is just like, and you sit and you don't get your ass off this chair and you edit nonstop and like you in this pressure and someone comes to you and they say hey would you like some coffee you're like get the fuck out of here and like okay 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 <laughs> i'm gonna back up slowly okay, yeah you know there's some people who be like who be like they're as soon as like the stress comes on they explode and that's yeah. also uh, so you get to see both sides so it's not a, necessarily I a mask i feel like i I had tendencies to be like that years ago um, just because I had never been through therapy and like learned how to like channel emotions or like learned my own coping mechanisms. So I like can totally relate to that. But, um, but after my, me and my ex broke up, I just was like, what can I do to like get, like, what can I do to grow now? And so I got into therapy and like, I've been going like once a week ever since like July and I haven't been angry and since then. <laughs> so it's been really nice. And like all the stress that like comes at me now, like where I would like kind of explode and like let it build up. Now I'm just like, oh, well, okay, whatever. So it's been like, I like, I can also relate to that in a sense of like in my past, like I used to kind of be like that and let myself be that way. But the whole like, like we've discussed like the working on yourself and like getting better like definitely happened within the past year and i have so many deadlines that i need to get to and i'm just like well it'll happen like i'm just like oh whatever <laughs> my friends also uh, think that me smoking weed has helped us a lot too <laughs> but i don't smoke as much as people think so yeah <laughs> i mean it does it does help uh chill things down yeah definitely. a little yeah yeah 
Um, so I know you're also on a tight schedule with, uh, you have another photo shoot coming and, uh, by the way, don't run away straight after the, the recording is over. Uh, but oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, mm -hmm. at this, the, at this stage, uh, I give the floor to you to tell the people where to find you where they should uh to so they could see all the beautiful projects that you put out if it's your photography if it's a podcast so stephanie the floor is yours um okay uh, <laughs> um so you can find me on instagram at stephanie parsley um and i feel like from that if you go to that you will find all my other pages on my bio we have a podcast called Oh Here We Go. Um, and then I also have my house renovation, which is the Parsley Pad. I've created presets for editing anyone's photos, desktop or mobile, called Parsley Presets. Um, I'm trying to figure everything else. I think that's it. Once you find Stephanie Parsley, it all... You find the world. into one thing. <laughs> yeah. The world opens up to you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> guys, all the links. But, uh, but yeah, so there's tons of things working on, um, and like we're flying out to next, uh, flying out to LA next week to continue our interviews, and it's just been wild. And I'm happy to be this busy and happy to keep going. And yeah, and also I appreciate you asking me to come on. It's so cool. I don't know how our pages got connected. I have no idea how I found out about you. I remember I seeing you and someone. And I just followed and I saw the art and I was like the photography and I really liked the style. And I was like, okay, I want to see the more work of that person. And I just kept, it just keeps showing up on my feed and I'm occasionally kind of scrolling through. And also, and I said, all right, that she's a cool person. I'm, uh, and I started a podcast Yay. and I see you doing a podcast. <laughs> so there, I felt like there was some, a lot of, a lot of, I could talk to about you and, uh, here we are. I just like put Yay, it out okay. there, you know, <laughs> made it happen. Cool. I'm happy that you asked me. This was fun. We yeah. talked about a lot of stuff I was not expecting to talk about. <laughs> yeah. So uh, guys, everything, all the links to Stephanie are going to be in the description of the podcast and check her out, follow her work, really awesome things. And like she said, it's very vibrant and beautiful. And for me, my personal, one of my favorite moments was when you, I went undercover on the dock sled. <laughs> uh for the couple because uh, both of them were your fans and uh and then at the end of the day you kind of did the grand reveal and that was very yes. very wholesome that was so much fun yeah. i was like wow i get to wear a wig and dress up and she had no idea so it was so fun yeah yeah so for to guys for you you to experience more of those kind of moments and also and more check out her description and until next time have a beautiful day and i'll see you on the next episode